sometimes we feel that to stand up for ourselves, to stand up for what's right for us, to have good boundaries, we feel it's kind of selfish. I'm not giving other people what they need. But you know what? Standing up for ourselves is one of the best things we can do because it teaches other people to stand up for themselves. Listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow, and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Position for Millions. I want to invite you to our brand new private training so you can learn how our clients are shattering their income ceiling and you can too. Apply today at workwithdarnielle.com. In this episode, I have such a treat for you. Now, I know I probably say that almost every episode because I only bring the best of the best to interview here for you on this amazing podcast, but I mean it for real, for real today. I had the opportunity to sit down with Sam Leibowitz. Okay, first of all, he is my brother from another mother. It was such an amazing conversation. I literally could have either smacked or high-fived him the whole time. Like, that's how juicy good it was. Let me read Sam's bio. Sam Leibowitz, known as The Conscious Consultant, is a mentor, coach, speaker, healer, serial entrepreneur, and author of the number one best-selling book, Everyday Awakening. He has been in business since 1993. Hey, that's the year I graduated from high school and has owned several successful businesses. His current ventures include talking alternative broadcasting and double diamond wellness in Manhattan. Sam has lectured in several venues in New York City, including being a featured speaker at TEDx Upper West Side in 2016. Listen to me. You need pen and paper, right? Actually, you know what? I don't even want you to grab pen and paper. I just want you to listen, but I want you to listen with your heart. One of the things Sam talked about is the four parts of ourselves, our mind, our body, our heart, and our spirit. I want you to take this in with your heart, and then we'll come back to you after the interview. Let's jump into my conversation with Sam. Sam Leibowitz, I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast. Take a quick moment and tell everybody who you are in your own words. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show today, Danielle. I really appreciate it. Who am I? I'm a nice Jewish boy from the Bronx, (laughs) and I'm just an average guy who's just had extraordinary experiences through my life. I've been an entrepreneur for 27, 28 years, and through having different businesses, going through different experiences, meeting people, got sort of put back on a path of consciousness, developing consciousness and personal development and personal awareness. And it's sort of brought me to the point where I kind of had to put a stake in the ground saying, I have to be authentic in who I am. And while I'm still a business coach and mentor and entrepreneur, but I focus on more than just strategy and making money. It's more about who do we have to become? How do we evolve? How do we be more conscious? in our day-to-day life, because I'm a big believer in what causes our struggles, not the symptoms of it. And so by going into the cause, it's kind of like being a holistic doctor. One of the problems I see in modern medicine is it's very symptom-oriented. And this is kind of the way our society is in general. It's all about the symptoms and the presenting problem. I want to go underneath that. I go to the energetic patterns. What keeps happening? Why are we doing what we're doing? 
and getting to the root cause. Because if we transform or we shed light on that root cause, then not just this one particular struggle becomes much easier, but a whole bunch of other things become easier. And this is one of the ways that my clients say that when they work with me, they really enjoy is because we may start off working on a problem in their business or their career, but then as we unravel it, it helps the relationships and their personal life and their feelings of empowerment. So I'm a big believer that it's not just one thing, it's everything. Yes. Okay. I now realize why you are my brother from another mother. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's so good. And I literally probably, I don't know, maybe 18 to 24 months ago, Sam was like, I'm not really a business coach. Mm. I mean, that's what I do, but I'm really a catalyst for people to shift the way that they see themselves so that they begin to see themselves the way that God sees them. So that from that place they can create. And so when I hear you talking about all of this, all of the things I wrote down, when you first started talking, you said, I'm just an average guy. I'm like, yeah, right. We both know you are not an average guy at all. (laughs) Like I could just tell from looking at your bio. But I love when you said the convergence of consciousness with personal development and personal awareness. Those are my words, not yours, but that's kind of what I heard. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's such a great thing to talk about. And then... If that wasn't enough, and I was like, oh, we'll talk about that. Then you said, if we can get them to go towards the cause and not the symptoms, go beneath the surface and get to the root problem, everything becomes easier. And I was like, see, Sam, now why are you going to give me all these things that I want to talk to you about and try to get them all in in this conversation? Like, this is just too much. And now my brain is like, I don't know which direction I want to go in. But I'm really excited for the people that are listening to this episode because you guys really have a potential right now to get your whole life inside of this conversation that we're having today. So let's start digging into it a little bit. So the path of consciousness as it pertains to personal development and personal assistance. So I heard you say that it was in 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 authenticity that you realized that that was where you really needed to spend your time. Was that journey like, was it a hard journey? Like, did you wrestle back and forth with the realization that you were going to do something or at least propose to do something that wasn't the norm for a business coach. I've got my fingers in the air quotes. Yeah. In the interest of time, I'm going to give a really, really just sketch of how it got there. Because when I was in college, I met some friends and I got sort of put on a very spiritual path. Mm -hmm. But it went really south in not a good way. And I had to extricate myself from it. And then I didn't, really didn't know what to believe in. So I just kind of threw myself into making money and being an entrepreneur. But then I like to say the universe is going to have its way with you, whether you want it to or not. And so slowly but surely, it kind of nudged me back in this direction. So then once I got back sort of on my path of consciousness, and it really was very unexpected in some ways because I'd started off just listening to some old Tony Robbins tapes that I had and going to a T. Harvecker seminar Mm -hmm. and getting back into the personal development, met a group of people who got together once a month and started going to these presentations of people who are doing these energy healing techniques. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I started taking all these workshops, not because in a million years I ever thought I could be a healer, I could work with energy, any of that kinds of stuff. I just wanted to go for my own healing because I knew from my prior experience, there was a lot of emotional scars and wounds and I just needed to deal with it in some way. But then there was that one workshop Mm -hmm. where they teach you a method, they pair you up 
and I helped this woman release a condition she had from when she was six years old. Wow. In five minutes. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. And the metaphorical light bulb went off on top of my head. And I was like, you mean this isn't just for me? Like I can use all this stuff I'm learning to help other people. Yeah. What do I do with this? I'm a business guy. <laughs> and so it was like, I really had to sit with it and like, what do I do? And just kind of in meditation, this idea came up, well, you're still kind of like a business consultant. You're just a different kind of consultant now. Right. And that's where the idea of the conscious consultant was born is because I'm more interested in shifting a person's consciousness than I am. And it's not that I don't do strategy and it's not that I don't do the practical stuff too. But what really lights me up is when I can take somebody who has tried normal stuff and it doesn't work and they're bumping up against some struggle and they don't know what to do. And I can get in there and shift their whole way of being. Mm -hmm. In a short period of time, no less. I feel you, Sam. Oh my gosh, I feel you. Like I'm literally listening to someone describe my own process and how I got to be the person that I am today. And I think that we do our industry such justice, if we will, to not be a cookie cutter carbon version of everything else that exists in the marketplace to actually show people that it isn't strategy. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, it isn't strategy. Your business, yes. Do you need a great message? Absolutely. Do you need good marketing? Sure. Do you need to know how to sell? Absolutely. But what you really need is an awakening, as you talk about it in your book, Everyday Awakening. You need an awakening of yourself. You need to shift out of the, as you even said, the wounds, the things, the beliefs, the things that have been keeping you stuck in this pattern of not achieving at the level that you know that you're capable of. I feel like that is like the worst thing ever. Go ahead. And the thing is, when you make that shift, even if you don't have the strategy and the other stuff, you will find the right strategy that works for you. You will find the right brand. You will attract the right people to you who will support you in all that stuff. But if your energy isn't right, if your center isn't right, if you're not in alignment with who and what you truly deeply are, it's going to be so much harder. It's impossible, but it's so much more effort and so much more work. But when we align with who and what we truly are, it's we get in that zone of genius where things just flow so much easier. It doesn't mean we won't have difficulties and trials. No, No. of course not. That's how we grow. That's how (laughs) we learn. But it just means we're enjoying the journey so much more. Absolutely. I think alignment is everything. Like I literally say alignment is your lifeline. And if you're not in alignment, like you're missing so much. And I think the worst part is that you don't even know that you're missing all of the things that you're missing because you're not taking the time to get into alignment. So let's talk about that a little. Like, what is the process? And I know you talk about this in your book, Everyday Awakening. Like, what is the process? So I first realized that something is off and maybe I can't put my fingers on it, right? I'm struggling. I'm looking at what I know is an award-winning strategy, right? I'm looking at Mm -hmm. what used to make me tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, however many thousands of dollars in your business. And all of a sudden it's not working anymore. What do I do? Like, how do I start this journey of consciousness to get into alignment so that whether it's the current strategy or a new strategy can even avail itself to me and I'll be open to receive it so that I can see the manifestation from it. Like, how do we get started? So the first thing is to say those three magical words, I don't know. Mm. It's humbling ourselves enough to say like, something's going on. I'm doing my best, but I just don't know how to move forward because then we're open to something new. But if we think we have all the answers, if we think, oh, I got it, I just need to work harder, I just need to, 
then we kind of close ourselves off to different ideas. The second thing is, and again, one of the things I don't like about the personal development industry is that it kind of gets you locked into, like you always have to go back and work with this person. And I'm a big believer in empowerment, not in mm-hmm. dependency. Yeah. So I want people to learn to empower themselves. However, when you're getting started working with a mentor, a coach, or someone who's outside of yourself, who can see you more objectively, because we can't see ourselves. We can't be objective about our own experiences because we're the one in the middle of it. But when we work with someone else like yourself, like me, like the millions of amazing people out there who support people in this process, they can call us on our you know what. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They can (laughs) see us more clearly and they're not emotionally tied to this storm we're in the middle of. so So having that outside perspective is so important. But then in addition to that outside perspective, it's going inside, it's going internal. And what sages and mystics have been saying for thousands of years, it's inside of us. Mm -hmm. It's the internal part. And it's when we're struggling with something, is that struggle, does it feel a little familiar? What is the feeling? What are the emotions coming up? And maybe there's a little breadcrumb trail there that takes us back to something Like I had a client I worked with who was having a real hard time with this guy in his office. And really, he was so triggered by this guy. And I'm like, okay. And so just kind of intuitively, I asked him some questions. I was like, curious, like, when have you felt like this before? Like not in the last few years, but like way, way ago. And he goes, oh, when my dad would come home drunk, it's the same thing. He would act the same kind of way. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's not really about this guy. It was about his dad. Yeah. And then we kind of got into it because that's that kind of the feeling. And so everything comes back to like our primary relationships, our mother, father figure, our siblings. What happened when we were really young? Mm-hmm. Now, look, while I do believe in psychotherapy, my wife's a psychotherapist. I'm a big believer in not just going back and rehashing the old story over again, but we want to shed a light on it and be conscious of it so that we see what are our own patterns, what's been driving us so that instead of being reactive, when we feel triggered, we can be curious and go, hmm. And then we can realize, oh, this is me being like this. Let me try and respond differently. There's a big difference between reaction and response. And and that's what I want to do is bring people to that place of response. That's so good, Sam. I think about, and I say many of these same things too. Like I talk about your inner seven-year-old, like most of us Mm -hmm. are 40 plus years old, but we're still our seven-year-old version of ourselves because we're looking at those false relationships and all of the limiting beliefs that got downloaded into us that we took on as our own beliefs without even knowing how or why we took these things off. And then they're showing up and creating triggers. And what is a belief? A belief is just a story that we keep telling ourselves until we believe it's true. Mm. Now, the thing is, most of those stories, if not 100% of those stories, is all made up. Mm-hmm. It's all made up in our head. And my saying is, well, if it's all made up anyway, why don't we make up something that serves us instead of something that disempowers us? And right. it doesn't matter if the story is true or not. What right. matters is we keep telling ourselves something that builds us up, not tears us down. Absolutely. And most of the time we forget that like our parents and the people who are significant in our lives when we we're kids... They're human beings too. Right. They and they were did doing the best, the best they could right. at the time. Said all the time. They did the best. Like I have this demonstration I do, Sam, where I take a vase of water 
And I pour, well, no, I start by saying when you were born, you were a vessel of light, abundance. You came into the earth realm as complete abundance. And then you met your parents. And then I start pouring iodine in and the water gets black. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, see what your parents did to you? Now, don't get me wrong. Your parents did the best that they could with what they had. But they literally turned you into this person. You are now walking around in this cloudy vessel. And then I start pouring bleach in as I talk about alignment and Mm -hmm. consciousness and awakening so that eventually it returns to a vessel of light. And so there's something magical that happens when you are in alignment, when you are conscious, where you do trace the patterns, not to continue to be triggered, but to be able to stop the trigger and turn it into an opportunity to triumph, to make a different choice and to do something different at that particular moment. And for some reason, so many people, they've been afraid to do this work. And because the two of us have decided that we're not going to be average, everyday, run-of-the-mill business consultants, we're inviting people into a space where they can really shift their life and then their business. Because that is when the real madness happens. I say all the time, you cannot have a booming business if you have a busted life. And there's yeah. too many people walking around with a busted life without even knowing why the life is full of bust. So I'm so excited that you're doing this work. I'm so excited that you're breaking this down for everyone. Just, you guys are in for a treat. Go ahead. One thing I want to say around what you just said is that hallucination, I tell myself, is that we chose to come in here that we chose our parents and our family. We chose to have this so that we could be the bridge from what happened to us to where we want to go. Oh, that's good. One of the things I talk about in Everyday Awakening, one of the essays in there is life happens for us, not to us. Mm -hmm. And if we approach every situation that it's happening for us, even if we can't see in the moment how this is helping us, but life is happening for us, not to us, it's calling us to be better, to be greater, to be more conscious. And we chose this path. And life thought we were a really good idea. Because think about all the million and one things that had to happen for us just to be born. I mean, think of the, the history of the whole world that had to come together in order for our family to have survivors up until this point in time, for our parents to meet and come together to have us, then it's like, what's the historical context? And then if you're a believer in spirit, then what did God and spirit had to maneuver for you to come into this one body that was designed just for you? I mean, the amount of machinations that all come together for us to be us is so immense and mind-boggling That life must, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, must think we were a good idea just for the mere fact that we're here. Yes. Oh, my gosh, Sam. I love you. I just do. Like, if you were here right now, I would smack you in a good way, because (laughs) that's exactly what I am trying to get people to understand. Like, the fact that you are here is because you were a good idea. Like, the sperm that created you beat out all the other sperm, right? Like, it's just a different perspective. And if we can go from victim to Victor and really, like you said, realizing that it didn't happen to us, it happened for us so that we could help somebody else not experience what we went through, right? That's how we shake the planet. That's how we shift things up. That's how we create this ripple effect of love and awakening out in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this is so good. Because we are creators. I prefer to say we go from victims to being creators because we do create our life. Mm -hmm. We create our life through all the decisions we make, our attitudes, our beliefs, how we show up in the world, our energy. We create our lives. Now, we do not have control over what happens to us externally. Like, we do not have control over the fact, like, a pandemic happened, right? Right. 
Right. But we do have control over how we decide to show up in it and what we choose to make of it and the story we tell ourselves around it. Yes. And so the more we understand that we are creators, then we are empowered because then it's not about, oh, how do I get through this? It's what do I want to create in my life? Mm. Most people, what they want to create in life is not, of course, we want to have a good life. We want to have resources. We want to have money. We want to have good things. But after a while, it's we want to just naturally, we're social creatures. We want to help others. We want a good community to live in. We want a good environment. Nobody wants to poison our environment, but we do out of a lack of consciousness. But when we become more aware and we say like, no, you know what? I understand now the impact that I am having, my little part is having on the world. So I'm going to be better about recycling, reusing, maybe buying something used instead of new. Not because you can't afford to buy something new. I mean, buy my book, please. It's like if someone's read a book and then they're like, okay, I read it and they're willing to pass it on. Why chop down another tree to print another book? Why not buy a book that's already out there? So I'm a big believer in just understanding that we have such an impact on the world. And if you discount all of that other stuff, just by how we show up in the world, just by our energy. And then people who think that's woo-woo, I just want to remind you, we've all had that experience. Yeah. On this podcast, they don't think that. They love God. They love spirituality. They love making it all come together. So it's all good here. (laughs) Right. But think about it. I'm sure you've had that experience where you've gone into a party or a networking group and you just feel like either you feel like people are happy because someone just told a joke, but you didn't hear the joke, but you can feel it. Or maybe someone just had an argument and you could feel people are like, uh, and you realize, oh, something just feels off. Yeah. So we feel it. We pick it up. That's our presence, our energy. It really does affect other people. Oh, yeah. And we pick it up even more when we're in alignment, because sometimes you can be oblivious to the energy that's going on around you because you're so off. But once you're completely in a state of alignment, then you're going to catch everything. I can feel it in my body. Like I can walk into a room and immediately know that the space that I'm in is either going to be a good space or it's not going to be a good space. And I'm turning around and walking back out because I stay in tune with who I am and who I'm supposed to be at every single moment of the day. And you said something very important, and that's you got it in your body. And you know what? The body is very intelligent and the body always picks it up. Oh, yeah. It's just we're not always connected to our body, so we don't consciously register it, but unconsciously we're registering everything. Everything, yeah. Especially in the West. In Western civilization, we've so glorified the mind and put it up on a pedestal. Most people, they don't even have a body from the neck down. It's We're just a head with a mind in it. But mind is only one aspect. We're mind, we're body, we're heart, and we're spirit. And I talk a lot about these four different aspects in the book. And when I work with people, it's also kind of getting a feeling of what kind of situation, where do you want to lean into? If you're writing a business plan, sure, you want to be in your mind. You have budgets and numbers you got to figure out. But if you're at a networking event and you're trying to connect to people, that's where you want to be more in your heart. Right. And when you need to get things done and you need the details, that's when you want to be physical. You want to be in your body more because that's what needs to actually get the day-to-day done. But if you want a vision, if you want a mission, if you want to be inspired, that's when you really got to connect with spirit. So these are all four aspects of us and we have access to all of them. And it's just knowing what's the appropriate situation for the appropriate aspect for us to work with. Yeah. And I think the question 
you said this at the top of our time together when you were talking about yourself and how you've gotten to this point. You said, I literally asked myself, who am I being? Mm. And I think that is the question to be able to at any point in time. Right. Like I try my best not to go from meeting to meeting to meeting. Right. Even if it's two minutes in between, just to center Mm -hmm. myself and say, "Okay, who am I being? Right. Mm -hmm. And to your point about our mind, body, heart and spirit, where do I need to show up from right now? Right. I'm having a coaching call. Right. I need to first show up in my heart because Mm -hmm. I need to be able to connect and make the client feel safe and that this is a space for them to be able to be vulnerable if they need to be vulnerable and be transparent and all of that. And then I may shift into my mind to be able to help them with strategy or I may stay in my heart and coach them to where it is that they need to be. And I might have to integrate spirituality in there dependent upon what goes, but I have to be fully present and know exactly who I am and what I bring to the table at all times. And that's what happens when you are conscious of all that you were created to be. And so if we can just find ways to tap into our consciousness. So you talked earlier about in your own practice, meditation. What are some of the other ways that you recommend people really tap in and find that space where they can identify who they need to be in that particular moment in order to best serve whomever they're in connection with right then? If we're in person, high five, my sister, (laughs) high five with all the stuff you just said. But it can be as easy as I like simple things, Mm -hmm. as easy as just sitting back and taking a breath. Yeah. Just take one mindful, deep breath and you could immediately begin to feel your body relax a little bit. If you have the time, take three deep breaths. I always do three deep breaths too. (laughs) Always do three. And then if you want to like be like a total overachiever, when you're taking those three deep breaths, what's the intention? Put an intention behind the breaths. So like you said, I'm about to go on another call. Okay, take a deep breath. What's my intention for this call? Yeah. Where do you want to go? What's the journey you want to go on? Maybe you're having a call with a potential client. What's the journey you want to take that client on? Where are they now and where can you take them? And how can you have fun in the way, along the way, right? I mean, we take stuff so seriously and it's there's such opportunity to have joy and fun and even the day-to-day stuff. We just have to be open to creating that fun and joy. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. I'm writing this one down. I mean, I've been writing the whole time you've been speaking because this has just been amazing, but there's such an opportunity to have joy and fun in the day. Yeah. Oh, we do take ourselves way too seriously. We need to laugh more. We need to find that space, that breath. There's something powerful in those mindful breaths that allows you to remember who you are because it's easy to get caught up if you're in your office and you're looking at your schedule and there's a call at the top of every hour. It can be so challenging to remember who you are because you're so busy being for other people instead of being first for yourself. Right. So it's such an important thing just to take the time to breathe. Oh, that is so good. Oh, my gosh. And it's so simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Sometimes we look for like these complicated solutions and systems to things. And sometimes the simplest thing is the most elegant and it's the best solution. That's good. So many good one-liners, Sam. I love it. The same thing. People's attention span is short, so yeah. you got to keep it short and sweet. Yes, speak and sound bite. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. This has been great. We talked a little bit about your book, Everyday Awakening, and we'll put the details of how everybody can go and learn more about that in the show notes. 
Is there anything else in the book that was really powerful that you want to be able to pull out for our listeners? Mm, There's so much in there. I even get surprised. Let me just randomly. Standing up for ourselves is not selfish. It is how we meet our needs. So that's good. Of all the things to pull, Sam, that one right there. That's good. Okay, let's talk about it. And this is the way I wrote the book, too, is you don't have to read it cover to cover. Just Mm -hmm. like randomly open to a page and see what it is there. And so this is the thing is sometimes we feel that to stand up for ourselves, to stand up for what's right for us, to have good boundaries. We feel it's kind of selfish. I'm not giving other people what they need. But you know what? Standing up for ourselves is one of the best things we can do because it teaches other people to stand up for themselves. Yeah. We often forget that we're constantly being a role model for the people around us unconsciously. Mm -hmm. So the more we embody the qualities that not just are good for us, but are good for everybody, then we're actually being in service. So by standing up for ourselves, by taking care of ourselves better, for expressing our needs, it's so powerful because then we're saying, I am worth it. Mm -hmm. And that this is what's acceptable. This is not acceptable for me right now. And then you teach other people to do the exact same thing. Because here's the thing. If we're parents, I don't have kids, but if we're parents and we don't have good boundaries, and I see this all the time, Mm -hmm. we don't have good boundaries, our children never learn to have good boundaries. Right, yeah. If we don't stand up for ourselves, our children don't learn to stand up for themselves. Now, again, having good boundaries in a family situation is different than having good boundaries in a business situation, is different than with your friends. So it's having appropriate boundaries. Right. But when we have appropriate boundaries with our family, then we teach our children to have appropriate boundaries as well. Absolutely. And that is so powerful. Absolutely. It makes me think of the part of Marion Williamson's poem, Our Deepest Fear, right? When you let your light shine, you unconsciously give others permission to do the same. And it's so important, right? And that poem goes on to say, as we're liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And so there's something that massive that happens there and it creates a ripple effect that shows up for other people. And standing up for yourself, I love that you said that it's not selfish. It's actually you showing people what it looks like to give yourself permission to be fully who you're supposed to be at any particular point in time. This has been so stinking amazing. Okay, before I let you go, I have to ask you three questions that we end every single interview with. The first one is, what is the last book you read outside of your own book? Because you just read from that. I'm in the middle of reading The Big Leap. Oh, I love the big leap. When you said earlier, talking about the zone of genius, I made that immediately made me think of the big link and Gay Hendricks. I love that book. Yeah. What's your favorite quote? I already said it because it's not my quote, actually. It's from a dear friend of mine, Jennifer Huff, who's also a teacher and a trainer. Life happens for us, not to us. Gotcha. Awesome. And then what's one tool that you swear by to grow your business? It's the breath. It's absolutely the breath. Use your breath, being aware of your breath and just remembering before you do anything to take that breath to prepare yourself for what you're about to enter into. And it doesn't have to be something with someone else Mm -hmm. either. It could just be you're about to write a blog post. You're about to work on some marketing material. You're about to do something on your own. Yeah. To just take a breath. So good. Mm, I love it. This is so great. This is so great. So those of you who are listening in, I hope that today after you finish consuming this amazing episode, you might want to listen two or three times because there were so many juicy nuggets that were dropped in there. 
that you take the time to take a breath. And with that, we'll see you next time. Take care. Okay, so you listened with your heart, right? And in listening with your heart, I wonder what your spirit got. I wonder how that sat in your body and what your mind began to percolate. Because here's what I know is that when you get fully present, or as we talked about during the interview, when you just take those powerful, mindful breaths, you open up a space and more capacity to do the amazing work that you have been called to do. If you enjoyed my conversation with Sam as much as I did, then we already know where you're headed. You're headed to the show notes because you want to learn more about grabbing his book, Everyday Awakening. You want to learn more about how you can be connected with Sam. And all of that information is right there waiting for you. I also want to encourage you to make sure that you just breathe. Breathe as often as you possibly can to be mindful of who you are being and to make sure that who you are being is who you most need to be in that moment to serve those that you have been called to serve. I am so excited that I had an opportunity to entertain greatness and have this conversation with Sam. He definitely has co-signed and confirmed many of the things that I'm believing based on the work that I do with my clients. So excited to know that there is another laborer in the vineyard that believes that the way to grow a business is by growing yourself and being mindful and conscious of who it is that God created for you to be. I'm so excited that I got to share this amazing episode with you and I can't wait to see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. If you're ready to get started, grab our Move to Millions quick start guide and join our online community at movetomillionsgroup.com. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright. And to access them, all you have to do is move. I'll see you next time. Take care. Oh, 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 o